the thousand-year reign of Yeshua, Jesus, the King of Kings, on earth is one of the most misunderstood and underappreciated subjects in all of Bible prophecy. Our guest today shares what you need to know about the millennial reign of Jesus just ahead on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to better understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. Well, the Bible clearly lays out events that will take place in the time known as the last days or the end of days. It's a time directly preceding the return of the Messiah to this earth. Now, we know that Israel will play a key role on this plan. In fact, a central role. Is Jesus coming back soon? Well, many signs point to this, but specific things yet have to happen before Jesus returns. Here to help us sort through how all of this is going to play out is New York Times bestselling author and a regular guest here on Jewish Voice. Please welcome Joel Richardson. Congratulations, first of all, on your new book. We're going to talk about it in just a few minutes. Help us understand what's so dangerous about replacement theology. I don't think people watching understand. The dangers of replacement theology. I call it the dangerous logic of supersessionism. You could call it the deadly logic because it is deadly logic. What I do is I go through the history of the Christian church, going all the way back, Justin Martyr, Hippolytus, all of the early Christian theologians, all the way up until modern times. And I show how the theology, uh, this idea that God in 70 AD, that he removed his, his calling and his election from Israel and he transferred it to the church. And I show how this theology, this belief has led to the long historical pattern of Christians persecuting and hating and even killing God's covenant people. There is a clear connection between the theology which says God is done with Israel and Christians actually working to carry out the so-called will of God. Now what about those that would say, okay, I have nothing against the Jewish people, but I have, a, I'm, I'm, I have an issue with Israel. I'm against what Israel is doing, how they're doing it. The Palestinians should be given their own state and so on. And they separate that from their attitude towards Jewish people. How do you respond to that? First of all, I would say that it's okay for Christians to have legitimate criticisms of Israel. No one, no one is saying that that's you know that we have to give a free ticket to everything that Israel does. I think as a prophetic voice, there are times when we have to call Israel to a standard which doesn't say, well, you know, you have to be better than the nations that surround you because that's kind of easy to do. We have to call them to the ethical standards of the Torah because that's the covenant that they've made with the God of Israel. That said, to answer your question, ever since the Holocaust and ever since the reestablishment of the state of Israel, the church is now in a position that it was different from throughout history. Throughout history, the Jews were dispersed among the nations. They were suffering, and the church pointed at them, and it said, you're rightly suffering because you killed Jesus. You are the Israel of the New Testament. You killed Jesus, and now you're suffering. Now that Israel has reestablished itself as a state and they're prospering, suddenly all the theologians have changed their tune. Now they say, that's not the Israel of the New Testament. 
that Israel has nothing to do with the Israel of the Bible. Okay, so, so, and because of the Holocaust, no one wants to use the, in, the inflammatory rhetoric of all the theologians throughout history. I mean, I quote, yeah, I go, you know, John Chrysostom, Martin Luther, and it's not just these guys. I mean, dozens of well-known uh, Augustine, John Calvin, down through history, m literally, I mean, borderline foaming at the mouth, calling for the death of Jewish Why? people. John Chrysostom, for instance, he, there, he has a quote where he says, because God hates the Jews, the Christian is obligated to hate them and yearn for their blood. Okay, once you have the theology that says God has dissolved these people and he's actually punishing them because of their, their reprobation and that their dispersal from the land is not temporary but permanent, then it's only logical that you will then work to fulfill the will of God. And that is the deadly logic of supersessionism. Can you separate an anti-Zionist attitude? The Jews don't have any right to the land what happened in 1948 was not an act of God, and we shouldn't support it from anti-Semitism. Can you separate those, or are they part of the same spirit? Anti-Zionism is the mask that modern anti-Semites wear. Okay, You can't come out and say, I hate Jews anymore. That's not politically correct. But when someone who embraces supersessionism says, wait a minute, they were supposed to be dispersed permanently but now they're prospering, you have to find a way to undermine that, and so you hide behind political... No, that's beautifully put. It's, a, it's the new mask. It really is a mask, because I don't believe you can separate anti-Zionism from anti-Semitism. In fact, I was in England where, the, where a group was handing out anti-Zionist propaganda, and when I turned the sheet over, it had excerpts from the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, which is an anti-Semitic doctrine that supposedly exposes this plot, this, this Jewish plot for world domination. Right. It really is just another face of it, and, and well put. Now, anti, so you see anti-Semitism spreading in the world and in the church. Explain that. Yeah, again, there's been, there have been various teachers that have risen up in the past 10 years, various books that have been written, documentaries that are really trying to convince, particularly the youth, of the oppressive nature of Israel and, and really telling an extremely one-sided story. And many of them are embracing the cause of justice. Now here's the problem. You have all of these Christians that are buying into the narrative and they think they're embracing, you know, again, the cause of compassion and justice. What they don't realize is that they are, they are uh, putting their canoes in this river, this theological river, and that that river leads to essentially hatred. And it's often supported by people that are, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood, the Muslim Student Association, Hamas. Some of these groups are, the, the, their very founders are openly calling for the genocide of the Jewish people. And then they present it as sort of this, this um, grassroots college movement. And all these Christians get on board and they think they're supporting the cause of justice and compassion. They don't realize they're actually supporting movements which support genocide. And that's essential. And I, you know, I work through that in one chapter. Christians need to be aware of what it is that they're supporting. Don't go anywhere. I've got a lot more to talk about with Joel Richardson and also an important update that you need to see. Stay with me.
Your gracious gift in support of the work of Jewish Voice right now will make you a vital part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Today, we are currently preparing for one of our next medical clinics to bless a remote Lost Tribes community in Ethiopia who clearly have ties to the ancient people of Israel and have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Our medical teams will provide more than just physical care and comfort. They will share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their promised Messiah. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital upcoming outreach. Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. You can help save them, but you must act now. Will you be a blessing to these needy Jewish people? Call or click right now to share life-saving help, and we'll send you a very special set of gifts as an expression of our thanks. As our special thank you, when you share a gift of any size right now, we will send you the exciting new book by today's guest, Joel Richardson, called When a Jew Rules the World, What the Bible Really Says About Israel in the Plan of God. This remarkable book will open your eyes to the reality of the coming thousand-year rule of Yeshua from Jerusalem. As an additional expression of our appreciation for your support, we'll also send you the perfect complement to this book, Jonathan Burness's teaching on CD, The Dangerous Lie of Replacement Theology. Tackling this deceptive teaching that has infiltrated churches about Jewish people in Israel being replaced in God's plans, purposes, and promises, equipping you to refute this dangerous doctrine. Now, if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $120 or more today, we'll send you the gifts just mentioned, plus two additional inspirational gifts to enrich and deepen your connection to the Jewish roots of your faith. These include the Jonathan Burness teaching on CD titled, God's Plan for Israel, and we'll send you the beautiful and meaningful Yeshua Menorah. This lovely decorative piece features a cityscape of the holy city Jerusalem inscribed with the name Yeshua. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. I'm back with New York Times bestselling author Joel Richardson, who just wrote a new book. It's called When a Jew Rules the World, What the Bible Really Says About Israel in the Plan of God. Now, some people get this title wrong. It's not when the, the Jews rule the world. There's, you know, it reminds me of the joke of, uh, of, about the um, Israeli reading an anti-Semitic newspaper and his friend confronts him uh, for reading an anti-Semitic newspaper. He goes, when I read the New York Times, it's all this bad stuff about Israel. But in, in here, in this magazine, the Jews rule the world. They own all the money you know, all the banks and so on. But um, it's not when, it, when Jews rule the world, when a Jew, a specific Jew, rules the world. And uh, that's going to happen uh, for, for a thousand years. Talk to me about the millennial reign of the Messiah, and then I want to go back and, and better understand how this connects with the messianic reign in the, in the prophets. But what is the, the, the millennial reign? 
The millennial reign, you could say the kingdom of God. When Jesus was going about Galilee and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom, he was simply preaching about the coming millennial reign, the thousand-year reign when he will rule on the earth uh, from Jerusalem. And so, I mean, basically what Jesus was proclaiming was the same thing that the prophets before him were proclaiming and that the disciples after him proclaimed, which is that when Jesus comes back, he will sit on the throne of David, he will restore the kingdom to Israel, and it will be a very physical, tangible kingdom. And so, you know, most Christians today, if you were to ask, I would say the majority of you know, evangelical Christians, what is the gospel? They would say the good news that we proclaim our message is Jesus died on the cross for your sins so that someday we die and go to heaven forever. You know, just sort of in this disembodied state floating around the clouds. The Bible clearly teaches that there is the day of the Lord when Jesus returns and we receive resurrected bodies, immortal bodies. And so when you start talking to people and you start pulling out passages out of the prophets, it says we're going to restore the nations. And you go, okay, listen, you believe someday you're going to die and go to heaven forever. Now, if we were to die today, yes, I believe that we would, our spirits would be with him, but we're awaiting the resurrection. So you tell most people what you're waiting for and hoping for is the day when you get to quit your job that you hate and you get to have <laughs> immortal bodies and with Jesus, <laughs> with Jesus, you get to restore the earth. I mean, I've heard this also. The, the millennial reign is spiritualized and it exists now because when Jesus died, he defeated the enemy and now he's ruling and reigning through the hearts of believers. Right. A, a poster on millennial theology. Yes. Now, and when we get here, we need to realize that God's kingdom or God's reign, He reigns over all of the universe presently. His reign is present. But when the New Testament uses the term the kingdom of God, it's actually referring to a very specific restored Davidic kingdom. It's used uh, about a hundred, uh, the, the kingdom of God or some variation of that is used roughly 130 times in the New Testament. Overwhelmingly, it's used to refer to a very literal, tangible, physical kingdom. Once you, again, allow that Greek spiritualization to come in and corrupt the message, you start spiritualizing Israel. We're the new spiritual Israel. You start spiritualizing the land. You go, well, wait a minute. If the land promises were spiritual, then why did God say from the great river to here to there and like lay out these very specific geographic parameters? Here's this, the promised land. If it's just spiritualized, then what's the purpose for saying from, you know, from the great sea to this or that? Professors that teach seminary that dismiss the significance of Israel or Jerusalem being back in Jewish hands because Jesus is not returning to physical Jerusalem but to the spiritual Jerusalem. And I'm sure you've heard that a number of times. You cannot, there, there, are, there are things and issues in the scriptures that are integrally connected. The Jewish people, the land of Israel, the temple, the resurrection of the body, the return of Jesus. All of those things are tied in in so many passages. Daniel 12, 1 and 2, these are pretty key. You have Gabriel the angel expositing the words of Jeremiah, and he's telling Daniel, he's saying, listen, at this time, after the great tribulation, this time of unparalleled tribulation, he says, those who sleep in the dust of the earth will arise. And many, you know, and they will shout for joy. He connects the restoration of the kingdom with the resurrection. Once you spiritualize one aspect of it, 
you end up having to spiritualize everything. So you have professors out there that teach that Jesus has already returned spiritually. The resurrection of the body has already happened. That's called full preterism. And, and, and if you're consistent, you have to spiritualize all of it. It if becomes Gnostic. It really does. It's, it is it's, Gnostic. It's, it's modern it's dangerous. Gnosticism. I don't hear it as much, but those that believe that the millennial reign will be ushered in by the kingdom of light, defeating the kingdom of darkness, dominion, I've often heard it referred to as dominion theology. We take back yeah. the earth and present it to the, to the Messiah who then rules and reigns. Yeah. This don't is, believe that. No, no. Dominionism, kingdom now, um, theonomy, um, reconstructionism, all of these terms are used to uh, post-millennialism. <clears throat> we are called to be pilgrims in this present age. The scriptures are clear. Several scriptures allude to the fact that we are called to be pilgrims, alien strangers. We are called to be salt and light. That means that we are positive influence in this present age while maintaining our pilgrim identity. Once we use the language of conquering, we've crossed into unbiblical territory. Jesus is going to come back and conquer the earth. A Jewish man is coming back to engage in a hostile takeover of the earth. <laughs> it says in Psalm 110, I mean, it, everyone quotes Psalm 110, Messianic prophecy. Right, the Lord said to my Lord, said to my right hand. It concludes by saying, he will slay kings on the day of his wrath. Jesus will literally kill unrighteous, oppressive leaders throughout the earth, and he will replace the leadership of the earth with humble servant leadership as it was intended to. So it gets worse before it gets better, right? And, but, so how do you understand the, the church growing in in power and authority and so on, and Yeshua coming back for a hostile takeover. How do you reconcile all that? What's the, what scenario do you see? We are called to be ambassadors, and we are those throughout the earth that are inviting and calling people and pointing to the day of the Lord. There is a day coming when the Jewish man will come back, Jesus the Jewish man, Yeshua will come back and judge everyone. I always say the internet histories of everyone will be shouted from the rooftops. There is a day when everything will laid bare. If you want to stand before him on that day, then repent and allow the atoning work of his blood to cover your sins. Otherwise, no one can stand on that day. That day is looming for all the earth. That's the message of warning that we have. If you want to better understand God's end time plan for Israel and how you, whether you're Jew or Gentile, fall into that plan, then you're going to want to get a copy of Joel Richardson's book, When a Jew Rules the World, what the Bible really says about God's uh, plan for Israel. And uh, you can get it uh, here. We'll tell you how in just a moment. Up next, an important update on a tribe of Jewish people who really need your help. Your gracious gift and support of the work of Jewish Voice right now will make you a vital part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Today, we are currently preparing for one of our next medical clinics to bless a remote Lost Tribes community in Ethiopia who clearly have ties to the ancient people of Israel and have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. 
Our medical teams will provide more than just physical care and comfort. They will share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their promised Messiah. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital upcoming outreach. Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. You can help save them, but you must act now. Will you be a blessing to these needy Jewish people? Call or click right now to share life-saving help, and we'll send you a very special set of gifts as an expression of our thanks. As our special thank you when you share a gift of any size right now, we will send you the exciting new book by today's guest, Joel Richardson, called When a Jew Rules the World, What the Bible Really Says About Israel in the Plan of God. This remarkable book will open your eyes to the reality of the coming thousand-year rule of Yeshua from Jerusalem. As an additional expression of our appreciation for your support, we'll also send you the perfect compliment to this book, Jonathan Burness's teaching on CD, The Dangerous Lie of Replacement Theology. Tackling this deceptive teaching that has infiltrated churches about Jewish people in Israel being replaced in God's plans, purposes, and promises, equipping you to refute this dangerous doctrine. Now, if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $120 or more today, we'll send you the gifts just mentioned, plus two additional inspirational gifts to enrich and deepen your connection to the Jewish roots of your faith. These include the Jonathan Burness teaching on CD titled, God's Plan for Israel, and we'll send you the beautiful and meaningful Yeshua Menorah. This lovely decorative piece features a cityscape of the holy city Jerusalem inscribed with the name Yeshua. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now. I'm standing in what is probably my favorite spot in the entire world. I'm on top of the Mount of Olives here in Jerusalem, the capital of Israel. And you can see behind me, it's like a postcard, the beautiful city. This is the ancient city of Jerusalem, very similar to the way it looked when Yeshua came to Jerusalem. I've been having an interesting thing happen to me for the last six months. Every time I look at the clock, almost every day, I look at the clock at 11.11. It's either 11.11 a.m. or 11.11 p.m. And I really believe the Lord has been speaking to me or trying to speak to me. And I really believe it's connected to Isaiah 11.11. It says, in that day, what day? It's talking about the last days and the end of days. And I believe we're in that period now. But in the end of days or in that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time to regather the remnant that is left of his people. And then he mentions Assyria, Egypt, Upper Egypt, Cush, which I believe is modern Ethiopia, from Elam, Babylonia, and the north, Hamath, and the islands of the sea. In other words, from all the places where the Jewish people have been scattered to. That's why there's Jewish communities today in Ethiopia, in Zimbabwe. We're working with those people. In India, the B'nai Menashe, 
The largest Jewish community in the world outside of Israel is in America. It's part of the dispersion. But the Jewish people have been dispersed to just about every nation in the world. Punishment, because of their disobedience, the Lord scattered us to the uttermost parts of the earth. But he promises here in Isaiah that he will bring us back. Since Israel was reestablished in 1948, we've seen Jewish people coming back from the nations of the world. In the 1990s, we saw over a million Russian-speaking Jewish people coming to this land from Russia, from Ukraine, from Moldova, from what was the Soviet Union. This is a prophecy that's being fulfilled before our very eyes, the return, the regathering of the Jewish people back to this land. Imagine celebrating the miraculous power of the Passover against the breathtaking backdrop of the sparkling Eastern Caribbean Sea on board a luxurious Royal Caribbean cruise ship. Rejoice at the Messianic Passover Seder led by Rabbi Jonathan Burness, remembering God's mighty hand delivered the Jewish people from bondage. Worship because the miracle held a mystery revealed and completed in Yeshua, Jesus, the Passover lamb, and ultimate sacrifice for our sins. This is the Jewish Voice seven-day Passover cruise on the turquoise waters of the Eastern Caribbean and the enchanting white sand islands of St. Martin, St. Thomas, and Nassau, Bahamas. You don't want to miss the beauty, worship, and celebration as we share the mystery and the miracle of the Passover on the seas. Join Jonathan Burness and Jewish Voice April 16th through 23rd, 2016. Cabin Space is limited. Book now for the best rooms and rates. Call or click today. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now one way we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, dental care, eye care, eye surgeries, all free of charge, but most importantly, we share the gospel and it's because of your faithful support that we're able to make a difference in their lives. But we need your help. I want to ask you to be part of saving lives, of transforming lives, and blessing desperate Jewish people by sharing a generous gift today. Will you consider doing that? I've selected some helpful and encouraging resources that I'd like to send you. You can call or click or right now to share and request them all and remember your generous gift is going to be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish Voice. Well, that's all the time we have for today. As I leave you, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem 
The Bible promises they shall prosper that love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernis saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.